<laughs> Second, just stay right there. I'm going to blow right in your mouth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Get it together, Steve. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Hopefully oh, that recorded oh, nicely. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had to go for a breathing exam the other day. Uh, can you still breathe? Um, yeah, I had to blow into a machine. Who knew? I'm, I'm not very good at blowing. You blew a machine? I blew a machine. I'm not very good at blowing. It took me three tries. <laughs> Did the machine blow you back? <laughs> no. Unfortunately not. Robot love. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're sick, sick fucks. You know that? I'm not the one who blew a robot. <laughs> Why are you judging me? I just walked. I love all of God's creatures. <laughs> Pretty sure that doesn't fall under that category. Yeah, God's creatures are not robots. <laughs> no, God is in all of us. Ergo, God made robots. Vis-a-vis, uh, concordantly. Welcome to another episode of Hobby Night in Canada. I'm your host, Steve, and with me as always is... Mike. We're drinking beer and drywalling. I'm a word. <laughs> and I'm Dan. <laughs> we're, we're drywalling? Don't Wait, ask. Just ha- don't. hammering the drywall? What is the term for drywall? I think we're drywalling, but why are we... Dr- Anyways, moving on. Uh, yeah, so this week has been quite eventful. In fact, for one of our uh, members, it was so eventful he couldn't make it tonight. Uh, he's he has had some pretty sick. exciting stuff that occurred in the last little bit. I think we'll talk about it next episode. And Ward, no, put away your glove. He's got he's got the uh, what what is that thing? Infinity Gauntlet <laughs> Oven Mitt. The Infinity Gauntlet Oven Mitt that he is that, super happy that with. That will not protect me from anything. Yeah, that's my favorite part. Is it? <laughs> it's literally not safe for using as an oven mitt. Yet it's it just, is an oven mitt. It's just a lawsuit waiting to happen. It's perfect. Pretty awesome. Wow. All right, so Mike, what have you been up to in hobby this week? I have been painting a Star Drake. Yeah, which is actually super badass. Yeah, I took a little longer than I thought. (laughs) So you've only done one model in two weeks? Yeah. What the fuck, man? (laughs) You've set the bar here. You set the bar here, so when you only paint like one centerpiece model, but it's a really big model. It is really big. It has like twenty. It probably. Let's go fifteen more, sur- fifteen times more surface area. No, oh, yeah, no, it's awesome. I really like the. And if anybody, have you? You haven't posted any pictures yet, have you? No, not yet. That'll happen just before this is posted, though. Just yeah. a single wing, I think you do. Yeah, just a single wing. Yeah, it's looking pretty awesome. And if anybody's uh, complaining about the uh, Sigmarite Dragon online, you should see it in person. It's actually really cool. Yeah, it, it really. Yeah, uh, everybody that's seen it goes, "Wow, that looks way better in person than it does in the pictures." Whatever they did, they did it wrong. Yeah, they took the it. pictures. Uh, Ward, how about yourself? I've been fairly busy the last little while with... That is also known as fuck all. Birthday parties and such. For the wife, the wifey. And work shenanigans going on. So we'll skip you. Which is short for fuck all. Oh, no. Was there there some um, Knights of Dice? There was some Knights of Dice action happening. So Chinatown is approximately halfway done. 
Nice. So I've got the Dainty Szechuan and... Uh, I love that name. All done. <laughs> Dainty Szechuan. Yeah. What about the Doodle House? I want to see the Doodle House. I, oh, the Little Ramen Shop? Yeah. How about the Doodle That's, House? That, I'm saving that for last. Oh. Dan, Dan has got me excited for all the little bits and pieces that it contains. Yeah, that one's intimidating. I'm going to wait for that one. So, But, uh, no, I did that one. And the corner building. Why can't I think of the name right now? I have no idea. You own it. I know. So I'm what are you going to see paint on? I'm working in the karaoke. Has nothing tonight. to do with the beer in front of you? No, nothing at all tonight about that. So, so when are we going to see the paint on them? Mm. I can't wait to see them done. They look super cool. They're going to look way better painted. Well, i got to pre-order. i got to order some more stuff. That's not stopping you from that, painting what? the current <laughs> ones. Your logic is so flawed. No, I actually get, uh, this weekend I got uh, a five-day weekend from work, so I'll try to put some yeah. stuff on there. good. Also known as a week. Five-day weekend is just sort of a week off. For most people. Pretty, pretty close. Well, uh, no, I don't no, get no. two extra days tacked <laughs> No, if I take so. five days off, that's that's just full on. Anyways, uh, Dan, how about yourself? Uh, I actually did some hobby. I know you guys won't believe me. What? But, um, I was painting up a Zinch Sorcerer Lord that there are rules for him in Silver Tower, but I don't like the rules for him in Silver Tower, but I wanted to paint them all. Oh. <laughs> so you're going you're gonna to play him in Silver Tower and it's just going to be unenjoyable again? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> and if I get bored of him, I'll just play the White King that wasn't particularly fun. Because <laughs> I actually want to paint him up, too. I actually have two Tomb King models that I would like to paint that are... Um, one of them was done up as... Oh, which, shoot, okay, I love Tomb King, so which which Tomb King model? Uh, there's one that was converted from, like, what is it, Ramhotep Third or whatever from yep. Blood Bowl. Yep. So I gave him, like, one of the head crests off one of the newer models, and he also has, like... An axe and shield. Nice. Instead of just being like barehanded yeah. blood bowl miniature. I know what you're talking about. So he's he's done up and uh, he's based and primed and ready to go. And I also converted. Oh, I can't remember his name, but he was the special character. Um, what was he? Karkin. He was the little special character bodyguard guy for the prince. Oh yeah, I know. And he exactly has the, you're he had the flail of skulls and stuff like that. So yeah. I did up a conversion for him and like um, again, actually took one of the old. Um, one of the old Kemri mummy models from way back in the day and put it on one of the golden face masks that I think was from one of the tomb gardens sculpted in a lot of that like scale mail material to blend in the conversion and everything. So he's primed and the base is all done up and everything and uh Nakaf. Yes, I think so. Yes. That sounds right. The Herald Nakaf. That's the one. Yeah. So I have both of those models that I could theoretically use for a White King. But it's boring as shit in the game because he just sits there and doesn't die, which yep. is useful but not particularly fun. Yeah. Myself, I've been doing a little bit of work on actually my Wraith Knight again, which is a little bit weird. Uh, but I also finished up a, um, what the hell is it called? The, the, the Power Fist for the Night. It's got a name. It's the Power Fist for the Night. Is it the Infinity Gauntlet? It's not the Infinity Gauntlet, but it's got a stupid name like that. It like should, the You should rename it. Gauntlet of Fire <laughs> or something stupid. <laughs> Anyways, did that, and uh, I think last time I mentioned that I finished up the uh, Cohort Cybernetica, but I actually got the rest of the army done, which okay. was the Gauntlet. So uh, one piece of war gear. That's the joy of playing a 10-model army. <laughs> so yeah, One magnetized arm is suddenly a big addition to your force. It's a huge addition. So I also did that. Yeah, and I got a little bit of work... Uh, Tom's recent success in painting competitions kind of got me a little excited to revisit some of my older models and do uh, the Wraith Knight even higher to a more of a centerpiece standard, like beyond the rest of the army, just bring it up a little bit more. So uh, a little bit of scratches that I've done on him and a little bit of uh, blue shading, which I'm still not totally sure I'm sold on, but definitely adds contrast. So yeah, absolutely pretty cool. 
All right, we'll keep going on in the, the same circle. How about uh, shut up and take my money? Mike, you got one this week? I know. I actually don't. I want to keep my money. Actually, I'm really excited about the droplet stuff that should be coming in the next month, I'm hoping. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Um, Kickstarter. Yeah. That's got my focus, so that stopped me from spending other monies. My, gotcha. My fingers are crossed that it is not a AVP fiasco going on with that. So. Why do you have to bring that up like every single time? <laughs> I can't imagine it will be. They they seem to be really on top of things. They're already showing a sprues of models. Yeah. Half of the sprues are shown already. And uh, there's, there's the event over in the UK that they had a bunch of uh, models yeah. done up for and display cases and such. So it's cool stuff. Yeah, it's I can actually imagine happening. On the way. Yeah, it is actually happening. I'm well. To be fair, AVP is out. If you get too uppity, I'll just uh, throw Robotech in your face. Oh, Oh, there we go. There you go. (laughs) Kickstarter fun. Vengeance. Vengeance (laughs) is mine. (laughs) Ward, how about you? Um, I've got a couple things. I have to throw money to a painting class this November. Mm. Uh, Banshee. Banshee is coming. Not just buying things, but improving yourself Mm -hmm. as a human being. Turning inward and reflecting (laughs) upon myself. And how I can do better. <laughs> in what way? There's many. All the ways. Just, <laughs> just I didn't do say anything. I just, just, do just do better. So, but honestly, about this, uh, who's coming? Uh, Banshee is coming from Spain. Nice. So I'm going to, uh, there's a 15 uh, cap limit uh, down in Calgary. Um, so the Alberta Miniature Painting Society. Uh, Dallas is uh, one of the main organizers. He organized Matthew Fontaine coming out, and uh, the two of them together, they're getting a four-stop tour for Banshee to go across Canada, pretty much. Cool. So Calgary is the Alberta location, and uh, now with my role reversal schedule action going on, I now have that weekend off. So oh, perfect. Uh, once payday hits, I will be throwing money at them. Will you finally learn to paint yellow? Wow, no, I do. <laughs> I assume that's what's stopping you from doing Imperial Fist. Yeah, you know what? No. It's, uh, I think I can do yellow okay. I'm just lazy when it comes to yellow. That's fair. It's daunting. Yeah. Yellow is daunting. I, I couldn't agree more, right. but I will, I will make fun of you until you finish sure. um, Fist One model. model. Absolutely. One model. model. Man, we're going to be old men. We will be old men. <laughs> I'll have 300 armies, and you'll have one Imperial Fist. And I'll still be painting windows on that one building. <laughs> it's pretty pathetic, but it should be fun. All right, Dan, how about yourself? Uh, for myself, I'm potentially looking at buying a condo this summer now, which was not necessarily in the plan. But <laughs> So my shut up and take my money is pretty minor. I actually picked up uh, just the other day the... It is the Zinch Chariot box from... Oh, yeah. Like uh, 40K Age of Sigmar. So it's for got... For Silver Tower? Exactly. So it's mm. got all those exotic beasts in there. Be- if you're not aware, it's um, the chariot is a disc of Zinch being pulled by two screamers, and depending on which version you build it as, um, the set comes with three blue horrors, one herald, and one exalted flamer. Yeah. So it's the majority of the exotic creatures from uh, the Silver Tower rules, all in one box for like 50 Canadian. Yeah, so which is I didn't realize they had blue horrors in it. It's got three yeah. of them. Damn it. Because they have... Now uh, I have to buy that one. Okay, there's my show. Take my money. Because they have the, <laughs> the blue scribes or whatever on it. They can have to take it. Or, I think or the it. scribes are a separate kit, but it's there's three blue horrors that are kind of dancing around oh. the exalted flamer. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And, but they're just three blue horrors that they're not attached to the chariot. Because I guess it really doesn't matter. You can use a herald of Zinch as whatever. It yeah, there's, actu- there's actually rules for a herald flamer. in uh, yeah. Silver Tower as well. Mm-hmm. 
So you can spawn a herald, and he's a bit of a dick. He apparently summons. Yep. Mm. So uh, the group, if you don't kill him fast enough, he will turn into a big pile of zinch demons, and bad things can happen. Gotcha. But uh, no, so that's for for the cost. That seems like a great way to expand your set of silver tower. And I will say that I think the silver tower blue uh, blue horrors are a little bit better models. Oh damn! But. There's three new poses, so you get the variety. You're not just duplicating yeah, those no, same absolutely. poses over, because there's already two of each in the starter set. Or, sorry, the starter set, the box game, with no alternate poses or pieces at all. And this set, from all the options you can use for the Herald, um, you get, like, a lot of the arms are separate at the wrist, so you have, like, a staff and a dagger and holding a book. and Which is like, actually important for uh, uh, Silver Tower, because all the different guys have different little weapons. I don't know about the blue horrors. No, though. they, they don't, don't, but it'll give you yeah. variety. Gotcha. Yeah, so you, can, you do have some bits left over from that set that you can sprinkle throughout your Silver Tower models. Like, if you want to have a customized um, Gaunt Summoner, like, you mm. can give them a different staff or something like that. There's lots of components in that set. I do highly recommend it. If you're into Silver Tower... If you want to expand and get a few more bad guys and a few more options, where the rules are already in, in the main book, you just need the models, that's a great way to do it all in one place. Pretty cool. And I bought a second copy of a Black Library book that I forgot I already bought. Did you buy another Vulcan's Path or whatever the hell the name of the book is? Well, I know I have two copies Promethean of Promethean Sun. I know I have two copies of that one. Oh. I bought a, the, the original limited edition version from Nathan. Yeah. So I'm just going to throw my non-limited edition like directly in the garbage. Especially because I think Ward asked if he could have it. So directly in the trash. Yeah, just, after, just get rid of it. <laughs> it's after not, our latest... Uh, I could get Aaron Dembski Bowden to sign it, even though he didn't write it. That would awesome. be pretty cool. I bet you'd be worth a lot. It'd be rare. No one else would have it signed by the wrong author. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this one was... Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it has like Malkador on the front. And I was like, that looks sweet, and I probably don't have it at home. False. <laughs> Incorrect. So, so now I have two. So my shut up and take uh, take my money is a bit of a rumor mongering. Um, so there's the new uh, start collecting Eldar and Dark Eldar boxes that came out, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Could be a cool formation in there. Maybe I'll look at picking one up. Uh, but the White Dwarf mentioned next month more Eldar, like new Eldar, not just repackaged Eldar, possibly new Eldar. Oh really? You know what that means more places to fart. Mm, that's true. <laughs> true. You always fired by the elder. Uh, it's a proud tradition. But my point is, is I kind of want to see what's coming out when they say there's more Eldar, and there's always the possibility, there's a slight chance, and I doubt this is the case, that there's some sort of plastic aspect warrior, I was, and I'll, I'll lose my shit. A lot of people say, are you hoping for resculpts for a bunch of those? Because a lot of people are always losing their shit over the prospect of resculpting the Phoenix Lords that are from like 1995. <laughs> Yeah, I would. I, that would be amazing. I, I actually, the one that I want more than anything is warp spiders. Warp spiders are amazing <laughs> in they terms really of rules. You know what? They still still the metal or the resin or is it? Yeah, it's still it's still a uh, fine cast. They really need to oh, update yeah, that cast. one because I did like the spiders too. But I, there was what three poses, two poses. There's two poses. And there's one, different angles one. of twitching guns going yeah. up or down, yeah. and then there's just the single X arc that's just doing yeah. an epic yeah. Schwarzenegger pose. That's the only thing I had against them. I think. Is yeah, uh, they were good models when Jess Goodwin sculpted them like 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. But, the standards have been upped a little bit, and especially compared to something like the, um, what are they called, the Shadow Spectres, the oh, yeah. models? The Shadow Spectres are incredible. Yeah, the, the ones right there on the shelf. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Aspect Warriors, or yeah, the shelf has moved since where I'm gesturing to. Good yes. thing we don't have a camera, that would be a terrible idea. Exactly. Future. But uh, uh, no, they, they definitely could up their Aspect <laughs> yeah, Warrior game thing. a lot. 
Um, yeah, no, I, I hope that's the case. I doubt it. I'm sure it's another repackage, but I'm going to wait and see instead of spending, uh, you know, what is it, 85 bucks on the $130 you get in a set and a, probably a crappy formation. But we'll see. Should be should be interesting. Okay, we'll keep our eyes peeled for that. Yeah, so... Well, yeah, I did notice that there was a lot of those boxes coming out, though, isn't there? They're yeah. They're doing it for everything, I think. No. Yeah, and they're they're incredible deals. Like yeah, no, the, that's... They need... that. They, honestly, they took it from the Sigmar stuff, right? Because the Sigmar stuff... Well, they came out the same time. The Sigmar stuff came out, like, the same time they had the Start Collecting Admech. They had Start Collecting oh, Seraphon. Oh, I didn't know that. It was all the exact same uh, time frame. And this and, goes back to... They used to do it for, like, you could buy a Chimera with a squad Acadians or... Like a tactical or the actual the army in a box. Yep, uh, which or was the around the three hundred dollar Canadian, which was more insane. than just clicks. Yeah, I remember. And like, I got the Black Templar army box and the Tyranid army box, and it was like the biggest purchase of the year of my childhood. Like, it was three hundred bucks of models, which was insane. <laughs> but you had a full fifteen hundred point army with yeah. a codex in the box, yeah. and now this is not quite the same. You do get the formation, you get the rules. Like, I think they're they're headed in the right direction, but not not quite there yet. They're they're pretty close. Um, all right, moving on to glass, crushed glass. In fact, yeah, uh, it sounds like some sort of drug. Like we're doing glass. I'm gonna say one thing though. This looks incredible, but it also scares the bejesus out of me at the same time. So yeah. it's literally crushed glass. Yes. yes. That's what we're reviewing. <laughs> so we'll, we'll start with that bit of a disclaimer where do not inhale this or you will immediately regret your life choices. Wear gloves. Warning, contains crushed glass. Wear <laughs> ANSI approved safety goggles, heavy duty work gloves, and NOSH approved dust mask during use. NIOSH. Keep, away, keep away from your children. So Unless you really don't like them. There's a few companies that make this stuff, but the only one that I, uh, I know is easy to get is Secret Weapon. Yes. That's the one that I bought? Yeah, it's the one that everybody has. Uh, it is strictly for doing snow sort of effects. No, no, opinion. that's not true. Really? You can do slush. You can do slush, but I've, <laughs> that's also, snow. I've also seen people do it in water effects when they're doing water Just to for the, the crest of the waves to give that oh, foamy look. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So, ah, I, pro tip. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I didn't know that because uh, it, it dries fairly clear if you do it uh, thin. So uh, I've used this stuff quite a few times for snow bases. Mix in a little bit of water effects. You get kind of a weird paste, uh, a death paste. Let's call it that because you, it's, it makes you itchy and it's scary as shit. And I just don't know entirely how I feel about it. When you're washing your brush <laughs> off in the water in a cup, you're like, mm, probably throw that cup out now. <laughs> uh, but when it dries and gives you the finished effect, it looks incredible and it's super easy. It looks better than any sort of baking soda, white glue, or like the uh, styrofoam Woodland Scenics yeah, snow. Yeah, because the, the Games yep. Workshop or Woodland Scenics ones, I guess a lot of the time they are polyester fibers. Mm-hmm. So they're just like a white fiber. There's not there's no sparkle to them. There's no sheen. Yep. There's no depth or anything. They just they're not transparent. They just make a foamy paste, really, when you use them, and they don't turn out right. It looks like you had, like, shavings of styrofoam that ended up on your model. It doesn't look like snow, in my opinion. Uh, I know a lot of people will add blue uh, washes to the other snow effects to get a little bit of depth and then dry brush the snow, but that always looks just strange to me. Uh, This looks like it's actually melting. Yeah, Uh, it's secret weapon miniatures. They actually bundle it together. They call it, like, they have a realistic water effect, and they also have the crushed glass, and... It is for that really hyper-realistic effect. I mean, it does it does a, a good finish that you're not going to get with the conventional methods. It is definitely 
not child safe, which is why Ooh. GW will never sell this in a store. No. And I can't sure. blame them for a second. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's, uh, it honestly, the few times I've used it, I've not used a mask, which is stupid. Uh, really? But wow. I deal with, I, I play with cars quite a bit, and they're a lot more dangerous than this sort of stuff. <laughs> it doesn't really scare me too much, but you uh, you do find yourself getting itchy. I don't, you can't use gloves with it, in my opinion, because uh, you can't use a brush to the same uh, dexterity with Lose thick gloves. You could maybe if you had the like the powder-free latex gloves, which is what I've tried, but I still find you get the yeah. the fingertips don't uh, they get there's there's just a little bit extra material in the fingertips of those gloves. Like it works if you're turning a wrench or something like that. Okay, uh, maybe your oven mitt ward. Maybe the infinity gun that has no fingers off. whatsoever, but it is thin enough Whoa. that I can uh, have. Feeling. No protection for burns, but, but maybe for glass. this, um, <laughs> it's possible. Is that, wait, it doesn't say that there's any requirement with the heavy duty. The real question gloves. is: is the uh, the Infinity Gauntlet is it NIOSH approved? Um, <laughs> I, I don't do, know. I do not believe. We oh look no, it up. it's just NIOSH approved dust mask. Oh, then I'm sure Infinity Gauntlet, you'd gauntlet? be fine. Uh, but it's not going to hurt your hands. It just makes them itchy. You get a little bit of glass in your fingers, and you it will take a little bit of time. And if you're a hypochondriac, your eyes will just feel itchy from even looking at the bottle. Yeah, but exactly. That's that's, that's, that's neuroses. That's not actually the product. So it's the recommended way to use it is uh, with water effects. Mm-hmm. There is a bunch of other ways you can do it. Ward, do you want to talk a little bit about the bases you did this week? So I just tried out uh, four basic uh, <laughs> examples. <laughs> that was super punny. Yeah. Basic? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a dad joke, even though we're not dads. <laughs> Um, so I just tried crushed glass. I opted not to go with the water effects currently because uh, when I bought the crushed glass, uh, water effects were not beside it, and I did not impulse buy it. So that was a mistake. That was that was a huge mistake. So I just used white glue uh, in this case, and I did four different bases. Uh, first one, I just sprinkled uh, the crushed glass over top of white glue. Yep. So it does have a little bit of like sparkle to it, not a whole heck of a lot. And with the clear drying underneath of the white glue, it's quite transparent. So It almost looks like a thin layer of ice with a tiny little sprinkling of snow over top. Yeah. Just because you are, it's not mixed into the material as well. I think you could get away with that one. Uh, that's a really cool effect, but I think the white glue might be too thick. One of the things I was thinking about is doing gloss varnish. And then sprinkling Ooh. that over top so it dries a little bit clearer because the white glue will have a bit of a yellowy white tinge to it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, especially if you buy if you buy the wood glue, it'll yeah. have that oh, for sure. that big tinge, yeah. right? So if you go with the pure white glue, it's yeah, not, it's and don't need the yellow stone. But gloss varnish like the GW Art coat would I think be pretty cool actually, especially yep. as like a. Um, Possibly the cresting waves, like you were showing, Mike. Yes, yes, it, it does. It, it, there's the, like I said, it's, it's watery. It has to be some form of water, whether it's ice yeah. or yeah, foamy water. But yeah, I think the gloss varnish you'd have to be pretty specific on what you're doing. But anyways, and I know that. And to tie into that as well, I know um, one of Matthew Fontaine's. Um, I think I don't know if it was like a Golden Demon entry or what have you, but one of his big crazy dioramas that he did a few years back. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, that was actually done with like um, a gloss medium. So not necessarily a gloss varnish, but basically the same idea. So um, like the the gloss medium from Vallejo or another company with the same crushed glass mixed into it will give a very slightly different consistency, but a very similar result um, to the water effects. Cool. Next one. Uh, Second one is basically, again, just the white glue, but I mixed in a heavy amount of the crushed glass. To make that paste? So you made it a paste instead of just sprinkling on top paste. I would say slurry. 
A slurry. A slurry. How technical. Mm-hmm. Mm. So mixing it together, uh, this one I didn't sprinkle any on top of it. Um, it's got. It's not as transparent as uh, base number one, um, but again, you don't it's see a, a lot. Of, yeah, you don't see the sparkles inside of it. I could probably go back over top right now with like a thin layer or something. Um, and then yep. just put some sprinkles of the, the crushed glass on. So and I do think, think the, the gloss medium or the water effects with this would avoid that little bit of cloudiness. And See, I actually kind of like that. Sparkle. Because I felt with the the water effects, with uh, some of the bases I've done, I've had to go so thick to get it to look like snow that it might not be a bad idea to do uh, the white glue as a base if you want to go with heavier snow drifts. Okay. Mix that sort of slurry up, get and the color. And layer afterwards. Yeah, or even use, um, there is a secret weapon, uh, or it might be Woodland Scenic, I can't remember which one it is, uh, does a foam and snow white paste paint type thing. I don't think that's a secret weapon, but I could be mistaken. It might be Woodland Scenics. Um, if you did a little bit of that, and it's basically just really thin white paint that has a huge amount of pigment in it, so it mixes into things nicely. Okay. That could turn that a little whiter, but I, I don't know if you'd lose the sheen, like the sparkle. I mean, the, the white glue, I think using the water effects, you could also build it up better because you're... Really? You think you, so? You're limited by the, the how the slurry mixture was. So in this case, it kind of made a little pile, but if I added more, it could hold a better shape. Really? If I'm surprised because I've always found water effects to be thinner than white glue. So I thought the white glue, you could build a little bit thicker. I think that would, again, I do think that would depend on exactly how much of the, the crushed glass powder you're mixing mm. in. Yeah. The more powder you're getting, the more sculptability you have. And then if you add too much, it just spreads out like a little puddle. It's almost like the uh, the pumice rock that we used with the Tomb Kings, right? So oh, yeah. The the more coarse effect, you can control it a little bit better that way. So Makes yeah. sense. Uh, I would say this one is my favorite out of the four that I just did. Um, it was like 15 minutes in the basement just trying different uh, effects for this one I, I will agree I think that one actually turned out the best the other one I, I think the other one could be really stunning depending on how you do it like if it's just sort of like a, with a sprinkle on top yeah with, with like the edges of a puddle or edges of a snow to sort of make it look like it's melting out with the yep. water effects past that sort of three layers of snow that's still completely uh, frozen no melting really sort of an area where it's thinning out and then an area where it's water I think could look really cool with that as a middle uh, sort of tone, the first one. But the next two you did, I'm not as much of a fan. <laughs> so these two, to get rid of the transparent uh, effect that the white glue will have when it dries, is I mixed in some white paint with the glue and as well uh, the crushed glass. So both of these uh, use the slurry base uh, with um, white paint added to it. Uh, the fourth one, I basically just sprinkled a little bit of the crushed glass over top at the end as well, uh, where it seems to have a little bit more color or a little bit more to it on top, where it looks like um, snow. And the third one is pretty flat. The third one looks like marshmallow. No, the third uh, one. The third one looks <laughs> like, like the baking soda and white glue uh, mix that I've done before for snow. Yeah, it, the the third one is the least favorite in my opinion. I think the paint just honestly uh, coats the glass, and you end up with no sparkle. Yeah, yeah you lose the sparkle. Don't see anything. That's so, the whole point of working with this dangerous materials for the sparkle. Yep. And I mean the fourth one. German sparkle party. The fourth one has a little bit. But Google I, it. <laughs> don't Google don't German sparkle like party. That. You just sprinkled it oh, on it. I've seen it. It hurts my eyes. Um, German Sparkle Party. 
<laughs> rubber boots and party pants. Yeah, we'll, Sorry, show, we'll stop show, saying things. We'll show Mike later. No, no, you won't. Mike is leaving right away before you show him anything. It's not that weird. It's pretty weird. Uh, yep. I, I have to say, I think uh, I think the, the second one with just white glue mixed in, nothing crazy. You want the medium that uses a binder to be clear or as clear as possible. Uh, I think that's my, my honest Yeah, opinion. like a Vallejo satin or a Vallejo gloss yeah, would work too, satin right? Satin or gloss medium saying? would work perfect. Yeah. yeah, and that's the other thing too. We should mention that water effects are almost always gloss and uh, give you a melting look. If you don't want your mm-hmm. snow to look like it's melting... Uh, Maybe satin. Satin, or even if you can find some sort of matte, just a full-on... Um, oh, like Lamian medium might even work. Yeah, you could probably use that in a pinch as well if you don't have the Vallejo access or if you don't want to buy a whole mm-hmm. new thing mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. for one use. Yeah, uh, like I said, uh, I've used this usually over brown bases before because you want that contrast of mud to uh, snow. Grass with this stuff is really hard to pull off in my mind because uh, grass is usually either dead or it's a fresh snowfall and getting a fresh snowfall to look right is really hard because uh, you have to deal with gravity and that kind of stuff, especially if you have a couple tiers to your base. So if you do just a mud base with the uh, water effects and crush glass, I think that actually is a really fast, stunning way to do a base. Yeah, and I do think that semi-melted, slushy kind of mix is really where, because that's really when you think about it, where you would get probably the most sparkle. Like, if you have Mm -hmm, a mm -hmm. completely pristine, undisturbed layer of snow, you won't necessarily... You get the glinting off of the top, but it's just flat white. But, uh, But this technique really, like, especially if you build it up a little bit thicker, a little bit less of the water effects to get that really sculptable kind of like uneven like heavily trodden ground yeah and so if you lay out that for some of the thicker areas and blend into some of that thinner more water effects less glass around the edges to get that melty effect you can get some really cool transitions and i definitely think that's where the product comes into its own do you guys remember when gw did the basing series way way back when they started coming out with not just green flock they had like all the different products they had on their website, different ways of using their basing products. Yep. They had snow, which again, I think sucked compared to this. But yeah, it's just showed, the polyester fiber stuff. Yep. And they showed how to do, uh, with water effects in that, to do trodden springtime uh, snow with like some wagon tracks. Okay. Uh, and it looked really good, uh, mostly because they did the water effects running into the wagon ruts where it would be melted and people would be walking. And the edges were sort of that snow effect with a little bit of the, the brown mud showing through. Okay. If you did that with the crushed glass, it would look awesome. It would look absolutely amazing, in my opinion. Hmm. And I think that where that's sort of where this comes in. Just basically mix in your slurry and then paint water effects over top of it. Bam, springtime snow. Finished. I like the sound of that. And this is definitely a technique that you'll want to do after you've dull coated your model. Oh yeah. If you that's another little disclaimer oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. If you're <laughs> if you're into the uh, like the testers dull coat or another matte varnish. Which you should be. Just gonna say yep. sealing your models is definitely not a bad thing. Uh, you'll definitely want to do this technique both or after, after you do it's the, the last sealing. Thing you do, it should Cause, be. Because you don't want the varnish to go and take all the sparkle again off the glass. It defeats the point. If you're using a gloss art coat to seal your models too, don't do that. <laughs> In my opinion, unless you have a really weird color scheme that you're going with or something like, I don't know, maybe really, really slimy tyranids or demons or I, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, usually your matte varnish is what you want. So that's going to take away any of the, the sheen to a water effect. Maybe I'm painting my AVP models that'll never come. If you're painting AVP, you should gloss varnish the shit out of them, but probably matte your bases for some contrast. Yep. <laughs> so good advice. <laughs> the whole point. But kind that's of kind of moot, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Good old it EVP. Is, it is totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on from from this, uh, what Good do you one. guys give the product? I give it four just because it's dangerous. Mm, that's four fair. Out of five. Yeah. Don't let your children play with this. Yeah. It's Otherwise, it's it, it's brilliant. You can get some really awesome effects off of it. I think it, it's. The, t- the the level you want to go up to, but just be really careful for God's sakes. It kind of looks like sugar. Don't let your kids lick it. Yeah, don't. don't. Uh, Ward, how about yourself? Uh, I'm going to go with a three, actually. Uh, really? Yeah, I'm not too pleased with any... I mean, I only just quickly attempted to try it out, so I think with a little bit more uh, use and uh, mixing the water effects with it as well. Rather than the white glue? Yeah, I think I'll be happier with the result, but like just the initial, uh, the easiest white glue solution with the crushed glass, I'm just going to go with a three, so. Okay. Um, I'll probably give it a four as well. I do think it um, it is a really good effect. If you're going for that really high-end like diorama base, you're not going to get probably a better look out there. Um, it does give that really subtle glint of the snow off there, and um, it's just a re- an effect you're not going to replicate otherwise, but... It, it, there's definitely a lot of caveats on the usage. You got to be careful. If you spill it, like just move, just burn the house down, take the insurance money. <laughs> yeah, don't, those don't tell your wife you that, that you spilled crushed glass in the basement. I was gonna say, if you break that glass bottle that's holding the crushed glass, your life is over, Ward. Is it plastic? Yeah, it's no, plastic. Oh, is no, it plastic? It's, it's, it's glass. It's plastic. It's full of glass, but it sounds like plastic. Yeah. Okay, that's good. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a three, not because I actually don't like the product, but I think it's too easy to overuse. I think when you start on a base... Uh, but that's that's not the product itself. That's the person using it. No, yeah, it is. But even myself, I find it's tough to figure out where... It, snow is really tough. To, like, it should fall evenly. So when it melts, it's very very hard to make it look like it's melting naturally. Hmm. Yeah. So I think it's actually harder to use than it, you would think. Yeah, getting so, that realistic effect is very challenging. Unless it's literally just a guy trudging through a snowbank. Yeah. But that's, I think that's a very different effect. I think it's hard to make uh, look really good. I think it's easy to get to a three out of five basing standard, which is actually pretty high in my opinion. Basing is really hard and kind of overlooked in a lot of cases. Um, I think a three out of five is easy. Making it look really good actually takes a lot of skill and is quite difficult. So it adds a few more layers, uh, and it is dangerous. So yeah. I'm going to give it a three. When That's you, fair. When you said snow, also I was I was gonna try to queue up the uh, informer song. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you should do that. That's too bad you missed it. You missed your queue. I dropped I'm it. sure it'll come in like halfway through the episode some other time. Exactly. Just random. Did we, random. I song. thought we listened to it like one episode. Oh, we did. We listened to an entire episode of like uh, <laughs> Dance Mix '95. And yeah, that was, snow, that was one of the first episodes <laughs> to fire up the Wayback Machine. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All right, so moving on to the the next part that I'm actually the most excited to talk about because we didn't talk about it enough last episode is some more Silver Tower. <laughs> if you weren't sick of us talking about Silver Tower, you will be after this episode. But we're going to have a little bit of a, a twist on this one. We're going to talk about uh, the app GW released to go along with Silver Tower and how uh, some of our characters are using said app. I think all of us downloaded said app. Yeah, the first time we played, I didn't, because it's like, I'm not going to do that. It's stupid. It's dumb. Uh, I'm going to just play the game, pick a character each time, and it's a boring game. I don't need to level my character. And then you played your stupid dwarf and got the treasure and had skills, and I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm downloading the app. (laughs) (laughs) Because having to remember what you had a couple weeks ago, when the names are all completely ridiculous and over the top, could be a little intense. Exactly. 
So we all bought the app. Who? Which one? Did all of us buy the full package of all characters? I did. Yeah, did I, you, I went did all you? in. No. no, I got the. I did the thirty five ninety nine or whatever it is, all in one purchase. Okay, okay. I, but I, was, I also have the board game, so I feel like if anyone has it, it probably should be one of the people who owns the game, like me and Mike. Yeah. Mm, that does make sense, So I just went with the basic bare bones. I get everything in the box set with the app for free. So if I want some of the special characters, I could, of course, buy them or buy the, the big bundle like you guys did. But, and the but you know what? Cards. I think this is the brilliant thing about their app. You don't have to buy everything. You can just have oh, yeah. what it starts with, or if you have that one character that you really like, like Steve, Steve Skaven Steve Warlord. It's the Skaven, right? So, so oh, you, you punch out the dollar thirty nine. whatever Don't it talk is. to me about how good the goddamn Warlord is. <laughs> Skaven Warlord, best character in the game. Okay, sorry. And as we were saying, you can take that and you can make The it best fun. thing about Silver Tower <laughs> is the Skaven Warlord. My point is, <laughs> you could pick what you like, and it's not going to break the bankroll at all. Yeah. You only like one thing, you can probably buy it all. Yeah. So that's what I did. If you're I, just really into Seraphon, you just get the, the Skink Priest. <laughs> because I'm sure there's someone out there who's really into Seraphon. <laughs> into, yeah, there for sure is. Uh, so I downloaded the app and immediately went and bought the Skaven characters, and then I thought I was buying the Assassin. Turns out it was a Dark Elf Assassin, Whoa. so... I haven't looked at it beyond being like fuck. I spent a dollar thirty nine that I didn't need to. <laughs> uh, Which once again, but there's, really there's it's a dollar thirty nine. There's no specific Skaven assassin, right? No, so. that's why I thought it was like it's got to be the Skaven assassin, but it's got the blade, the black lotus poison, poison. Yeah, which the Skaven assassin never had. That's garbage. But I mean, in a pinch, you could just say it. And, well, but here, here's the thing: if Silver Tower sells, and I think it actually is, it's one of those things where. Um, the trail at Calth, I'm sure, is is sold like crazy right but off. The, you know what? I think that was for the for models, but wasn't not for, for the, the rules. rules, not for the game, for the models. I don't know anybody that I've talked to that's that has Betrayal at Calth that's played it as a board game and been super excited about it. Yeah, I think we touched on this last time, but this is the first board game in a while that actually has that. Really cracking gameplay. Cracking gameplay. <laughs> Dan so actually wanted to play a game with us. Yeah, it almost never happens that I'm the one going, so when's the next gaming night, guys? That's just not a thing that happens, but it happened for Silver Tower. And I think it's going to happen actually quite regularly. Like, it's... it's uh, I like the fact that I can play my Skaven Warlord. That is a huge deal to me that... Yeah, it didn't come in the box set. No, no. Uh, but I only have to paint up one character. I can. I'm gonna pick up another Skaven Warlord and customize the shit out of him and convert him up and paint him to be my Warlord. I totally Model forgot him. to check if I have a blister pack of Quick Head Taker, by the way. Which I need. I meant to. If you do, I meant to check that. Uh, yeah. It's beside the point. Um, but the thing that is super cool is as he gets skills and treasure, which I didn't get any, Dan. No treasure. <laughs> I would say it's Let's not my fault, but that. it is directly my fault. <laughs> you sucked at destroying our treasure. Every I, was really, month, I was really good at destroying our treasure. Yeah, you were actually really good. <laughs> Let's get it straight. Really good. In fact, you even destroyed rooms that gave treasure. There was literally a room full of treasure until I showed up. <laughs> and then you got nothing, and the room was no longer able to be searched for treasure. It was, it was fantastic. The best part was stealing a six from the, the fate deck or whatever, the fate dice. And then using it to roll a one and, like, end the treasure fest. <laughs> <laughs> and whose idea was it, Steve? It was mine. It was. 
I thought you should do it. There's no way it would go wrong. What could Anyways. possibly go wrong? Uh, says the Skaven player. <laughs> but the point is, is now like my character has two skill cards. One of them is Life Bane, so he's got this cool weapon. So he needs to have a sweet weapon. He's also got a shard that he needs to model around. And Skaven, I'm sure, are pretty dirty, so he can have a shard in his pants. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, this app is that model of microtransactions that's really dominating video game uh, yep. industry right now. You don't have to buy it all. It's free to play, uh, but you can pick what you want. So this particular... I can't imagine how many people went, oh, yeah, 36 bucks to get all the rules and some extra cards because they add in. There's a treasure pack. Yep. There's 50 percent. There's 50 percent more treasure and skill cards. The core yeah. set has 18 of each. If you download the upgrades to the app, there's actually 27 of each. And yep. there's also a randomizer too, like because you don't have those physical cards to draw from the yep. deck, you can just push when you're adding a skill to your character. You can just literally draw a random skill. And yeah, there you go. It's perfect. So and it records it after the game's over and all that good stuff. Yeah. So this is depending this is, on how many shards you have. Yeah, you can't go above the number of shards. Yes. Well, one past the number of shards. No. Shards. Shards. Um, <laughs> if you, the one thing that I I I can't stress enough about this that I like is the fact that it's persistent. It's a board game that actually uh, your character levels. It's like the Mordheim style games. Uh, that GW used to really draw people in with. Don't need a lot of models. Your your warband becomes personalized. Um, it's quick to play a game. Like you you can rip through once you know the rules. It's fast. Uh, yeah, each turn can be very quick if you're not stopping to look things up. Exactly. Yeah, and, and you don't have to. You can roll on the charts pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with this app, they can give you expandable content, so they can continue delivering. Uh, new stuff without having to give you well, the Hero Quest expansions. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> look, there's the new ALFs or whatever they're going to be called. And exactly. There's the new Silver Cup. Yeah, well, as they come out with new plastic models, they won't have a physical rule book to update or FAQ. Although they have, I think they have one FAQ entry to the game right now. It's like super, super minor. Really? But yeah, I think there's literally like one word errata or something. Huh. It went up like almost immediately. But Interesting. Um, I, I was going to say, too, I think that Silver Tower's got that replayability, too, because, I mean, Execution Force had four assassins, and you were one of four people. Um, you also right? always played against, it was a cooperative game against uh, AI that moved against you, was always a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, this is the same sort of thing, except your other party members have to try and move models as they see fit within the context of how they've been directed, if that makes sense. So yes. if, if you must be attacked certain models you can kind of move last or whatever or some of the abilities are like the enemy must move towards the nearest hero and attack if in range that kind of stuff exactly so you you get a little bit of a a a directive but then you also have um if you have multiple models that can reach an enemy and and attack you can pick which one's going to go yeah and then you can block other models so so there's a little bit less than i feel was in execution force i played one game and it felt similar in some ways because you are working together but it just felt clunky and kind of kind of crappy but the other thing too is like execution force like i was saying is only like four assassins here with the release of like new model kits coming out for age of sigmar you'll see new heroes popping up in silver tower that you can play if you're excited there's right there's 35 characters in the app right now which includes all the ones that come in the main game there's also uh, one of the White Dwarf weeklies had mm-hmm. a Nurgle Lord that he will be coming to the app in an undisclosed amount of time. 
so he'll be another you know dollar twenty nine. Oh, download. so you get the you get the white dwarf, you get him early. Yeah, and there was I also the I think I think cool. if you pre-ordered via the website or one of those, if you jump through one of the specific retail hoops, you got um, I think he was an Empire Bright Wizard rule card. Oh, okay. that was that was available through one specific way, and he's not on <clears> the app. There's actually no Empire Wizards on the app at all right now. Really? But presumably that's something that they might um, bring to the app for another future download, just like an Empire, yeah, Fire Wizard. Nice. Yeah, so and again... sky's the limit. As new models come out, I'm sure they will be uploading things to the app for future downloads. And that's my only concern with the app, is the fact that if this game... Coming back to the Betrayal at Calf point that I was trying to make, is the sales for that must have just started out super strong and then dropped right off, is my opinion. I think it probably just died. Um... This, I feel like, probably started out less strong. Uh, less people play Space Marines, and less people were excited to get 30 tactical Marines for relatively cheap. Um, you pick this up, you might, you know, you, you kind of a gamble. People that play this game, I think, are going to, it's going to be one of those call games. It's going to be like Hero Quest or Mordheim or that kind of thing. Yeah, I think it does have that instant classic written all over it. Yeah, and my only sh- concern is that they do not have the sales right off the bat to support uh, sinking more resources into the app. Um, We're luckily adding just one extra page to the app. Like, it would take, you have one tiny little picture of the model yep. that is ripped from the website, you have a couple of lines of text, and you're done. I hope that's that will continue. Like, like I said, I really, really hope it's going to continue because it's probably my favorite board game, possibly my favorite miniatures game right now. Um, maybe 40k probably still beats it because it's just got a little more, <laughs> a little more complexity. But this is fast, and and you can get anybody into the game with one model. And it, it's if you, people like Diablo, they're going to love this game because it's really it, it is a full on dungeon crawl like like Diablo. You pick up loot, you're playing with friends. And there's even a skill that's like map hack, yep. where you can see what the exploration cards are before you draw them. So mm-hmm. it is like Diablo. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, we should do some F runs after the uh, podcast is over here. <laughs> we should. <laughs> we should. We should just uh, yeah go for some loot. Um, one of the things I will say about the app that I, I'm going to just go on to a little bit of a, a programmer rant here. Why is it not available in Portrait? Yeah, the orientation lock was driving me a little bit nuts at one point, too. I cannot handle the fact that it doesn't allow me to hold it this way. Like, that is just... Because everybody can see how you're holding your phone right now. There's really only two ways you could be holding it. Steve Jobs isn't around to tell you you're holding it wrong anymore, so that's that's no longer a valid excuse. But holding it up like a normal phone, not in portrait mode, or in in landscape mode, holding it in portrait mode... It just doesn't work. So you got to make sure that you actually have it placed face down. I think that was part of the entire point. Um, is that way you can put the dice on it. But I mean, if you if you're using, it can even roll the dice for you. It can roll the dice for you. I don't like that. And then your <laughs> dice are too big. Anyways, point is, I wish they had done a little bit more UI UX uh, research into this just to make it so you could turn it the other way. Yeah, that was one of the first things I noticed downloading the app too. To be honest. Yeah, I think a cool function would be if they if they could do it. I highly doubt that they will. Make it a thirty five dollar upgrade to get it in portrait mode. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you could actually take the portraits, like like you said, they they just ripped the images right off the website. Oh, if you could upload a picture of your own painted of model, your own painted model. Oh yeah, oh. Baby. I think that. But again, it is. I would probably actually. 
actually pay money for that functionality. <laughs> also, I would have to paint my models first, but I w- it wouldn't stop me from buying the upgrade. Right, so let me, I just think that'd be neat. Let me continue uh, nerding out on its design a little bit. <laughs> uh, one of the things on the Droid phone, too, is if you hit the back button, you just exit the app. Oh. Like the, oh. the back button, that's the inbuilt Droid back button down here on the actual phone. Exits it. it. You have to use the you iOS have hit, style. You have to hit that weird little icon yeah. in the top corner. And it's not a back button. It's the silver tower wheel yeah. to go back, which is a little bit annoying until you figure that out. It stumped me for a little bit. Um, but yeah, other than that, like the pretty minor design critiques. And that could very easily be patched at a future yeah, point. It's not a huge, huge issue. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, so... Have we all settled on a character that we want to play in the ca- in the coming weeks? Are we going to try and level our characters all the way through to four shards? Four shards. Four shards, because that's the maximum you, you max out for skill, right? You can only have. You, well, you can if you I think end a turn with more than four skill cards, you have to discard one of them. Like that's all it is. But you can carry one for each extra shard you have, right? I think you can maybe carry a <laughs> maximum. Well, I forget how many I finished with. I thought I finished with three. And then the app said that I could only carry two. But if you have if you have a shard, you can normally carry one through. If you have a shard, you can carry two. If you have two shards, you can carry three. Yeah, we were doing a handful of the rules wrong, so we need to read a little bit more carefully. Because I got a shard and got to take two. I've got a shard and I got to take two as well. I hate you both. Bastards. <laughs> Did you only carry one over? I only got one skill throughout the game. Oh, oh that sucks for you. Yeah, I think at well, one point I, mean, I had. No, I think at one point I had to discard my other skill. Wow! Not everybody well, can be like Steven wrecking death machine. Oh my god! Okay, let's you, not talk about that. I just want to say, if Ward. If you want to play <laughs> a character, asked, if yeah. you want to play a character that will level faster than anything ever, play Steven Warlord. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Because if there is. If there are any imbalances inherent in the game, it's that some of the character classes, their ability to generate extra renown, which is like your XP points for leveling, there's some of the characters where that ability to gain extra renown is like wildly out of their control. Like uh, one of those, the Zinch Lord, for example, like one of the characters that I was painting, he gets extra renown when you roll double or triple sixes or whatever, when you're rolling the five fate dice at the start of every turn. So that's rare. And it's, it's D3, so it's a random amount. It's completely out of your control it's just this roll happens at the start of the turn and if it screws over your team by discarding sixes then you get a slight bonus whereas you compare it with some other characters where it's like oh you like, used your ability that's really easy to use get renown like the the skaven warlord where if he uh it's a four plus to do a backstab uh backstab does d3 damage hits on a two plus but the model that you're attacking has to be wounded yeah. So that's the only downside. So you just spend one dice to wound him or get one of your buddies to wound him with an AoE or something like that. Every time you do backstab, you get a renown. And then if you... Uh, so you're basically... If you have four attack dice, you're going to do two backstabs every single turn. So you're going to get two renown on top of killing uh, two models, likely, because it is going to do D3 points. Yeah, some of the weaker guys, you have a good chance of one-shotting them. And if, oh, also, if this, uh, with Skaven Warlord, if the model's already wounded, you do an extra wound on top of that, so it's really D3 plus one. Well, on a four plus. On a four plus, but you gain, you spend <laughs> your one uh, Warforged Blade to wound the guy, then you spend the four to backstab and rinse and repeat. Uh, you're probably going to get four renown for killing two guys. Which, which is, is half a level every turn. Ha- yeah, it's pretty insane. <laughs> Plus uh, whatever other bonuses occur throughout the round. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of characters <laughs> that are like that where they just get renowned for doing sort of their their archetype. And in some cases, it seems to be a balancing issue where a weaker character has an easier time generating renown. Yeah, and the Skaven character is weaker. Like, he, he can't take armor. a hit. He's very glass cannon, I guess. Like, he can't yep. take a hit, or glass hammer, I guess, because he doesn't have a ranged attack. Yeah, he gets to dance away when he when he murders somebody he, uh, with using a, a six that he spends or whatever. He can move one space after. But if he gets hit, he's just done. Versus, like, the white king. <laughs> Yeah. Where you, you could not be hurt. You just <laughs> I've got armor, armor. I heal automatically at the end of every turn. I cannot be stunned. But I don't really get to do anything. <laughs> you just wait in and go pylon. Yeah, you just kinda get in the way. <laughs> not necessarily my style. Yeah, a little less fun. Uh but I'm I'm gonna be playing this game of Warlord for a while. He's awesome. Super rewarding, fun to play. How about you guys? Well, I really like the uh the slaughter priest I was playing, but you guys are just everything died. It's like, oh, does anybody need healing? No. <laughs> yeah, the only guy oh. that might need healing that's standing there getting hit is Dan, who and can't be healed. hurt. Because I just because wasn't. that was my bump for renown. If I kill something, I get to heal somebody, and I get renown. Yeah, and for you, it's not just <laughs> right. So that's why I'm like, does anybody need healing? Does anybody know? There was no, the only time that anybody needed healing, I just died. Like I was just like, oh, I didn't. I'm not in the right spot. And even, then, <laughs> and even then, that was all self inflicted because we were fighting in the one room where if you roll a one for your attack roll, it explodes. Like the alchemical shenanigans in the room, the room starts exploding, and everyone has to roll to take damage. Oh, that's right. So Steve just kept rolling a bunch of ones and killing himself while fighting in this one room. Well, that's right. But no, I, I, that, I died from bad guys at the end. That might have bounced. Your last wound was self-inflicted. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, that could also balance out the fact that, like, Steve also entered the room that you got plus one renown for killing somebody in that room. Oh, yeah. There was a turn that I just killed three oh, yeah, guys. It was immediately <laughs> full loop. I just did a In that one room, one it was when you gain renown, gain one extra renown. So he was proccing, like... Two or three renowns every time he did anything and yeah. getting an extra one every time. Yeah, there was, it was one, just like, God damn it, Steve. There was one turn I got on a complete loop of the wheel, I think, almost. Yeah. <laughs> one go. Um, but that's what a rat should do. He should run around in wheels. Oh. Yeah. oh maybe it's deliberate. <laughs> Suddenly I'm giving. That's going to increase my score for the app, but I'm not going <laughs> to. So you're liking the Slaughter Priest? Oh, yeah, yeah. So if we took somebody that maybe wasn't so tanky. I might uh, do actually the dwarf engineer guy, so I can paint Malachi Machiasin or whatever the Slayer engineer guy with the repeater handgun. Oh, cool! Yeah, as the the crazy uber attack for that engineer is the or the Cogsmith? repeater handgun. Yeah, the Cogsmith. So I might use my old Dogs of War engineer guy that I've had in the box and never painted. I actually nice. painted the nice. Goblin Hewer, the War Machine, but I never oh, painted yeah. the crew, so I could paint up the Slayer engineer crewman. See, this is what I love about this game, is everybody's like, oh man, I can do one character, and it's going to be awesome, it's going to be a huge amount of fun. Uh, stuff that we haven't thought about in probably, what, 10 years since you've last looked at that model? Yeah, the last time I, I don't know, I don't think I've seen the crew members in forever. I obviously see the War Machine every time I move and have to repack it, <laughs> but that's about it. Nice, nice. Ward, how about you? I don't. I'm. I'm liking the dwarf that I'm playing right now, but which is the, the dwarf is better. The starter set Slayer. The Dan's dwarf is better. No, no. The one with the two handed axe is better. Well, you don't have that guy put and together also on the base. The, you just need to buy one dwarf. No, no. Yeah. It's because I haven't bought him yet, Ward. <laughs> the Warden King, as a side note, is also badass. Where he is very tanky. He has a three plus armor save. Um, he has, but he also has the Oath Stone, where he can drop it and he can't move anymore. But while he's standing on it, he rerolls any failed attack and doubles the damage of his rune weapon to four. 
Nice. And you can remove that hero dice at the end of any turn, so you can camp it for multiple turns and not have to keep rolling it or spending it. That's pretty badass. Uh, and was... his ability is if you slay an enemy while standing on the O stone, you gain one extra renown. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So he's... Oh, and he can do um, like a move and attack action that stuns the enemy, and when you're stunned, they can't attack back. He's actually got some pretty badass abilities. That O stone limits your movement, but I think he would also combo really well with that <laughs> starter set... Um, Sigmarite guy, because he has that ability to draw multiple Oh yeah, yeah, I didn't use that him. the first time we played. I could do that, I could uh, it's a taunt, for, if anybody's played an MMO, yep, it's MMO. a taunt yep. and if you use something that has a, a is it a 4 or higher? You can, I can look d- it up. You can do 3 <laughs> at a time so, oh, okay. 3 guys charge at you it's, it's you just literally a full you, you, But you can pull them, we yep. know how we are having trouble we are waiting for them to move in or out he can literally pull them so you can get room. more guys towards you so I can kill so more. So stand in that one room. And more leveling for Remember Steve. that room you wanted everybody to go in because you got oh, yeah. more XP? He could simply go, hey, you guys. And then Warlord your, Queek. Your mother's just, a silver sucker. And then, you know, all three of them run at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dwarf so Gouger to the face. Draw him in, then he's swinging his giant hammer with four damage per attack. We do have to be concerned, though, if you guys are both playing dwarves, I cannot play Queek. <laughs> that's that's not an option. Like that's that's a serious issue here. You guys need to play not dwarves. No, we were t- that guy. And then that, Tom will probably be playing yeah. his fucking goblins, so the, that's out of the, the question. The other option, goblins. Uh, oh no, I think he does have hatred, hatred goblins too for Queek. The other option that I was thinking of actually is uh, the Night Venerator. The, the one that comes. Oh no, okay, no, the Venerator's the guy with the bow, right? Yeah, I have him. You know that. Oh, right? he's a sniper. Yeah. That's the thing I also like about this is they, I think they honestly just were playing video games or like, what are all the video game archetypes? We need a sniper. Yeah, everything. We need a taunt. We need a DPS. Everything about this game from the character design to the microtransactions, it reminds me of video games and DLC. Yeah. And like Although, the, the freemium, like, you know, whatever you pay to unlock extra things. It's totally video game. Back to the venerator. He is a full on sniper machine. You get one sniper basically like that you know every 50 cal in every video game takes a long time to reload the next shot yeah he's star faded arrow yeah uh, bam not, five not, damage not to mention just his basic like movement six agility two so i can just dodge anything pretty much and he can make ranged attacks in base-to-base contacts so. there is safe sniper one fallback with him though one fallback this is he only gets the arrow back if you have a respite yeah. Once you guys get yeah. really good and have lots of skills, that's a really good point. There's too. no more respites anymore because you because when you fail because you roll a d6 and oh. add all the current skills in your party. And if, if it's nine, nine or more, and if it's nine or more, you trigger an ambush and there is no respite. And if he needs the respite to recharge his arrow, there's no way to get it. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think of it in those terms. He's kind of a beginner character in some ways in that case. He's easy mode. He's the barbarian. And He's the barbarian. I mean, and then his ability... To for true forward. aficionados of the game. <laughs> <laughs> and basically for his renown ability, you have to kill somebody with the star-faded arrow. Which is not hard to do. Yeah, it's, it's but, damage five. You're going to do that once a turn. Just, just don't roll a one. What could possibly go wrong? Is it a two plus to hit? Yes. So you it's need, literally full you need, sniper. You need a six for your action dice to use it, but it hits on a two plus and does five damage. Holy shit. Like... It is probably the strongest attack in the game, with an obvious caveat of you have to use a respite to recharge it every time. However, like you'll, I'll be able to like one shot like a lot of guys right off the bat. But then once we hit that uh, plateau where we're not going to get any respite and I can't recharge it, yeah, then I'm not going to get the extra renown. Open the door and just murder. What? Yeah, then you'll slow down. But at that point, also, it's fair to say you don't need the renown as much after that point. 
Well, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah you right. can use just your regular attacks a little more. And when you do get to use the sniper attack, it's a little more, a little more special, a little more fast-paced gameplay kind of thing. A little less. So hit. Load up on your Trevor treasure first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that's actually right. an interesting mechanic Before, too. One of the things you I can look. hand off treasure. Okay. If you're based on like models that are adjacent to you, at the end of a round, you can give them one of your treasure cards. I oh. had no idea. So if you get one that if you get a treasure card that's horrible for you, you can actually give it to an opponent without host ruling it. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's really cool. And also because if at the end of the turn you have more treasure cards than you're allowed to carry, and like you have to get rid of some, so you can give it away rather than discard it entirely. Just to bring a full circle back to the app, you can actually go through as well and pick the treasure cards that you've got. You don't have to randomly generate them through the app. So yeah, if you are game, drawing physical cards, you can yeah. select them from the list in the app as well. Which is another nice design decision because you aren't pigeonholed into having to use the app. Just keep hitting randomize until the right one comes up. Exactly. <laughs> but we need to move on because we don't want like last episode where we spent the entire episode basically talking Silver Tower. Although I think we could. One more thing. See, exactly. One more thing. <laughs> uh, so when you're when you're playing the game in the app, um, where you can basically randomly roll for your dice, you can also select what dice number pops up. So oh, really? I enjoyed rolling the dice, and then I basically put it in the app what I rolled. Oh, so you could keep using the dice for other things, yeah. for like bad guys and that kind of stuff. Exactly. Keep your dice around. Gotcha. So then I knew exactly what uh, the numbers were, and that I can change that as I roll the dice. I'll just That's remove it pretty up. Because cool. there were a few that. times where I rolled the dice off my card, and then went, wait, shit, I haven't spent those dice yet. I need to know what those were. <laughs> yep. So, so that's totally cool. So that's a plus th- for the app as well. So, All right, so we're talking... Uh, we're talking Silver Tower, Age of Sigmar. Let's keep going Age of Sigmar and talk about the potential summer campaign. So we've talked about summer campaigns before, and we've we've all kind of, I think, come down on the side of we like them. Now, this is a completely different... Summer campaigns in the past, like especially for 40K, have been very narrative-driven. This one, with Age of Sigmar being so new... I'm really interested to see what they do. Are you guys more interested in the way they uh, talk about gameplay? Because people are thinking maybe the point system is going to come out for this. Or are you more interested in how they're going to progress the storyline? I'm more interested in the gameplay. Uh, really? As a tournament organizer, I want the information to come out ASAP so I can start doing <laughs> some players' packs for this fall. Figure out Age of Sigmar or Ninth Age or whatever you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. Makes so, total well, it'll, sense. Be, it'll be Age of Sigmar for sure. Um, but, um, I mean, the like you said, the story is so new, we don't need to necessarily advance the storyline that much. But they will. Much. They will. <laughs> and, and I think it could be, they could come up with some cool stuff fighting in each of the realms, mm-hmm. uh, which I think could be pretty interesting for sure. Um, Hopefully they'll do some scenery for that as well, themed up for the different realms, because they should have a completely different aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, the gates you can use for... Not just a- weird shitty buildings covered in snakes. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was. Sorry, I actually like some of those shitty buildings covered in snakes. Again, to be fair, the observatory, I like that one. So. Yeah, the one with all the weird, the globy, circly, the globy, globy stuff. Thing. Yeah, so I have to get. Is that it one. the Numulus Oculum? I, that sounds. If I remember fantastic. that name correctly, I deserve bonus points. Do you remember <laughs> the movie? Do you remember the movie Contact? I think yeah. it was. Oh, I just watched that the other day. Where they fall through the thing. The sphere. Yeah. And they they, and they jump through two. the spinning thing. Yeah. That reminds me of it. Oh, and yeah. she goes on this epic journey, and then to everyone else, she just fell straight through, and nothing happened. But they recorded a lot. 
11 hours of video 11 of hours static. of static yeah and you're like whoa anyways i'm pretty sure it was 15 hours <laughs> whatever it was he did just watch it the other day i'll take his word for it <laughs> uh anyways back to where we're t- what we're talking about <laughs> summer campaign some scenery uh do, do you honestly think that they're gonna support this because I mean, the old campaigns, they released a couple of codices. They didn't really do much beyond that, a website. Do you think they're going to support it that heavily? Uh, And that's why I think the rules are going to be released for it. That's going to be the support structure, essentially, for it. Uh, And then some terrain would be awesome, I think. Um, I don't think you're going to see a brand new uh, Codex 4 specific units, per se. Uh, So you're not going to get, like, a Lustrian Lizardman list or... I don't like think they're the, you know Drukai pleasure cult or whatever. I don't think they're gonna go that crazy that fast. They're gonna try it out because I mean the summer campaigns that I played uh, when we worked for GW uh, were awesome, right? So yep. it advanced the storyline of the Thirteenth Black Crusade, the Lustria campaign where you got stuck in quicksand. If you were Bretonian knight, you got fucked hard. Yeah. <laughs> but why were the right? Bretonians ever outside of Bretonia? 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 Yeah. Questing vow, bro. <laughs> do you even quest? <laughs> I do quest so hard. Um, Mike, so how about you as a an actual Age of Sigmar player? Because I've only played one demo game. I've, I I'm haven't got excited. in the rules more than I am really the campaign, but there's a reason why. You're a couple of... You're a generation below me. I almost said couple. <laughs> so I, I avoided, Pull the old guy card. I, yeah. I avoided those things because I would have to go and play in the store, and there was too much of an age difference. So I, I never, <laughs> You have to like, come play with us. Let's go. I beat him. I beat him into a ball. Then this little 14 kid. Yeah, I just didn't. <laughs> you literally had right. to play me and Dan. Yes, really. And at the time, <laughs> you were still too young. How's that? You were beating up kids at that point in time. That's yeah. fair. That's yeah. fair. So, so it never came to that for me. So you're a little more not. I want so to see how they structure this or this, this this organized campaign to see if it's gonna have its merits. If it kind of will give the structure that we're looking for in a tournament. So proper composition. And yeah, that's system. that's my biggest thing. I'm not asking for like miracles or anything, but just something in place. Like the community's done a wonderful job of putting its stuff out there to balance it out right now. But I want to mm-hmm. see their version of it. Is my biggest. The actual designers and yes. such. Yeah. No, I, I, I get that for sure, so... I, and I'm excited to see what happens for sure, right? So yeah, no, I, I am too, but I, that's the, the if I had to pick, I want to see what the rules are like. I want to see what the organization is going to be. And I mean, like, locally, I think Age of Sigmar has been picking up steam pretty good. Yep. And, and this it took might, a while. The, yeah, it oh, did. Oh, it did, actually. There yeah. was a lot of resistance at first when it first came out. So with this, I think this will be kind of a... a kickoff point for some other players too that might remember the good old days of the summer campaigns yep. and and dig out their oh, models not, and not try to get it. it. I'm just saying I can't give you an honest opinion about it because I avoided it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, what do you... So, speaking about Age of Sigmar sort of taking up a little bit slow, do you think this is a make or break thing for Age of Sigmar? Because there's been a lot of rumors around um, Age of Sigmar is not selling well. Uh, I know this has been something that's sort of been floating around frontline gaming's talked about this that they've had some trouble selling kits uh they've heard from their retailers and their representatives that they've had trouble moving kits and that sort of is one of the reasons why they've been reaching out to the community with facts and all sorts of other things they're sort of doubling down on okay we're we're in trouble here let's make sure everybody's happy and hopefully the orc um or auric 
Armatedly released helped out with that as well, just by releasing something that people could get behind. Like, it's a new army, not just some new models for the starter set guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And or goofy looking fire slayers that, for the most part, I wasn't super impressed with. Yeah, I, I agree. That was, that kind of was a forgettable uh, launch. But do you think this is make or break? Um, I I don't think this is make or break. It it will influence what happens, but I don't think it's going to make or break. I think the rules coming out is what's going to make or break it for them. not the campaign itself not the campaign but the, itself the stuff that comes but the out three ways to play yeah yeah set or whatever i think that's this is they can't i don't think they can make a mistake i think they have to judge this just right or it could really kill them okay i i tend to agree um i think that they it was very optimistic that idea of play with what you want make it fun like that's cool and uh Makes sense to an extent. I think of it like um, you you got to have some rules. you got to have some structure. Or you're just going to have a room full of screaming kids running around ripping up the place. And it's not going yeah, to be a I fun mean, experience for anybody. <laughs> within, a, within reason, it could have worked. Like if you yeah, were yeah, only absolutely. ever playing with your buddies in a basement, it's cool. But once you go into a community, you yeah. need the community to kind of ad- to adhere to some set of rules. Yeah, exactly. And, and the community is – the social element has always been one of the biggest focuses of having tournaments, of having events. It's – a way to get out and meet new people, experience new things, and like just grow the hobby that way. Yeah, yeah. So for the game to not really be conducive to that is a little bit of a problem, especially when there's just that expectation of it. Mm-hmm, like, don't get me wrong, I am really enjoying it. I hope it does continue, but I know that these rules that they're going to set up are, are actually going to be very important and they need to not mess them up. No, fuck it up. Yeah, I, uh, I, th- I think that's one of the things with, like, again, coming back, I know we were just talking about it, but Silver Tower, the game is very balanced against the players. They balance the rule set um, against the people playing it. Like, there's the opposing forces. If it says there are, you know, place four Karnic Acolytes against uh, your uh, your opponents or whatever, right? It always It's balanced based one-to-one. Generally, or yeah, it's harder difficulty like, levels. A lot of the time, it's like for every player character, add one monster. Or a couple so of times, it says up. two. Yeah, the yep. more difficult rooms are two. Exactly. So, you need something balanced opposing you. You know, and I've seen a lot of people argue, well, that's not always the way it is in real life battles. Well, in real life battles, there's massacres, and that's not very fun, and that's not what you want to play your your tabletop games around, right? You want a fair fight, something that's challenging for both sides. And you need to have some structure around that to make that happen yeah. every time. Battle of Thermopylae would get boring very quickly if you were always the side with 300 versus a million. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, I tend to think that the rules are important, but you know what I'm, I I do think the rules are make or break. Yeah. I think that if they screw up the point system or however they're going to balance the game, which it would actually be really cool if they balanced the game in a new and novel way without using points. Yep. That would be really interesting to me if, if they found a way to do that maybe around wounds or some other system that I haven't thought about. From what I've heard, it is still points. Okay, I, I don't know it's how It's just a less would. granular point system. Like, you don't pay... What I've heard is, like, it's not... Like, you pay for the different weapon options. It's like you have... You take a unit of, like, 10 Chaos Warriors. They either have whatever weapon options. The points don't matter. Oh, they're the just squad of 10 is, like, whatever, 120 points. Regardless gotcha. of what they're equipped with. Yeah. So it's a little bit less granular than the other ones. You're not paying to upgrade to a plasma gun. It's or not whatever, one like point 40K. for a combat weapon kind of thing. Yeah, yeah it's okay, just gotcha. you buy the squad. This is what the squad costs. And some of them will have options to, like, if you want to take 
a second group of five or ten models within the squad, here's the points to do it. Makes sense. Okay. Could almost go like the War Machine groups where you buy your infantry and it's like, oh, you get so many guys and then you can add on an extra three guys for... For yeah, a so slight points boost, right? So yeah, makes sense. I'm, I'm talking about Mark too because we haven't seen Mark three yet. Yes, Tom has, but he's not here, so it doesn't count. Damn it, Tom! Doesn't count. Um, no, I, I that makes sense to me. I was hoping they would do something a little more novel. Like they talked so much about how they didn't need points, and that was kind of unimportant. So I wanted to see them kind of be like, oh, there's a different way to play. But I, I honestly, I can't think of a way to make it work. So hope, yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, so I don't know what it points. is either. I'm not the genius that's yep. going to make it magically work, but I think it is important that they have to at least bring some sort of balance. Into so it. as much as I think the points are going to make or break it, what I'm actually most excited for, though, is the storyline. I think there's so little background so far in the game that giving it some history, like, uh, you know, one of the things that was super cool about Warhammer Fantasy was, like, the the fall, right, where the Skaven were secretly... Played around with some destructive weaponry in the the um, in the mountains, and they managed to create some crazy natural disaster that caused the decline of the dwarf race. Uh, some issues with uh, the war against uh, the elves and the dwarves, and that kind of stuff. You know, with made the elves withdraw from the the uh, old world, that kind of stuff. Those monumental, massive events. I don't think really exist in Age of Sigmar. There's nothing really cool to give your your. No, and this it is supposed to happen. And this I just the only thing I think is is unfortunately, is since it hasn't been around, the the factions aren't balanced. There's going to be a lot of chaos. There's going to be a lot of order. And True. Then that's there's not going to be a lot the of armies death that, or destruction. The armies that haven't necessarily had their turn to get a release yeah. yet aren't going to be properly represented. Yeah, that that's my only concern. Although but, the elves are apparently coming. The elves, the elves, yeah, weird half tree, half whatever. Copyright. Things. Don't forget to sit with the copyright in there. Okay. <laughs> As a side note, they look amazing. Have you seen them? Yeah, the elves that have been leaked for some of the pictures look. I've only seen yeah, one or two pics, and they look really cool. They look the half silver tower. They look like halfway between like the tree man model and the uh, oh, the dark elf bandrakes. Yeah, like where they yep. kind of have like the weird like anime white hair and stuff. Yeah, they're they're it's a really kind of aesthetic. They're they're totally different. I've never seen anything quite like that before. It looks interesting. They're they're grainy and crappy pictures, so we'll see what happens. But yeah. um, looks interesting. Still kind of like, but the high elves are gone. The wood elves are gone. Like they're just kind of high elves fucked a tree. <laughs> like come on, are you kidding me? <laughs> Who wouldn't? Are you, uh, are you going to be playing the summer campaign, Mike? Is that your? No, probably not. No, not even with For some of your. Not even with some of your individual I mentioned before. But what about some of your veteran players and? Yeah, why wouldn't you like, like play Trevor with and Todd and Justin and, or whatever? Yeah, but I don't James think they're they're not actually people. That but but if it's, but if it's a summer campaign, you don't need to. Oh, play you can, Oh yeah, yeah. You okay. used to be able to play. I understand what you're saying. You report your winnings. Yes, yes, yes uh, probably. I will be doing that. Yeah, yes, I'm not making you go to a store. Yeah, okay. I might be tempted <laughs> to play a few games. Like this is I've talked and threatened about playing Age of Sigmar. Um, <laughs> you know, I've threatened. I honestly have been like, I might do it this weekend, and then I never do. Because another game comes around and I just haven't gotten that excited or, about it. Or Dan suggests Silver Tower. Silver Tower. <laughs> Dan suggests Silver Tower and somebody wants to play, I, uh, I'm in. <laughs> like, just, we, we've got some, like, uh, like my cousin Tom, who doesn't game with this at all, he wants to come and play. Silver Tower's fucking off. Yeah. Anyways, besides. Dale wants to come. So. It's good to have uh, a backup Tom, too, in case of illness or whatever, like we have this year. So the last thing I wanted to say is there was such, or I wanted to ask you guys, there was such a backlash with Age of Sigmar. 
There was a lot of people that were upset about it and much gnashing of teeth. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was one of them. Shaking a fist. Yeah, I, I wasn't happy about it either. Do you think if Silver Tower came out and they sort of started easing in some of the gameplay mechanics and made it a little more simple and pushed it as more of a beginner game system and then phased Warhammer Fantasy out, sort of got people interested in it? Do you I think, think it that would have made it a little bit better? I think it could have been a good introduction to, like, if you had the first Celestial whatever, what are they called? What are they actually Stormcast. called the faction? Stormcast. Stormcast Eternal. I always want to just call them the Celestial Warbringers. With the guitar, is, you got to do a guitar riff for right there. So, yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, but it's just such a cooler name, I always want to call them that. But they should be just the Celestial fucking Warbringers. If you introduce the Stormcast <laughs> via Silver Tower, people might have not, like, Resisted objected to them to quite as much. So, I don't know. It, it probably could have been done the other way around, and it might have had a better reception, because they went so quickly from expanding the shit out of the old universe to blowing it up. Mm-hmm. We were like, why did I just buy $500 worth of books for a game that doesn't exist anymore? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah, I was plus whatever you sunk into models. I think that went <laughs> a lot of people, for sure. I bought End Times literally the week before they announced Age of Sigmar. I bought the Thankwall book, because it's Skaven, and I needed it, and was like, oh. I bought the Nagash book as soon as it came out. Cool. I have all the five of the books, so. I'm glad I bought Thankwall. Like, I have it. It it fits my Skaven collection, and the Skaven didn't get exploded. They're still a thing, so that's cool. (laughs) Yep. Um, But, I mean, I'm also on the fence, because my Tomb Kings are gone. And I still, that's the thing, is as much as I'm excited about Age of Sigmar, and. You still see one as a White King, or a Necromancer. Yeah, but but you're you're also going to an event this summer that. Yeah, okay, but that's also that. because no no offense to uh, to Paul that or not to Paul Paul you run an awesome event the reason I'm going is because of the ability his his event there's no nothing about the rule system like we were playing chess I'd probably still go <laughs> does that make sense <laughs> I don't really care the that game it's doesn't Sigma. matter that you're playing exactly you just want to exactly. it's the event that you enjoy yeah exactly yeah. that's entirely right mm-hmm. so. So we'll see. I gotta get some games in before then, no matter what, so I know what the fuck I'm doing. If uh, <laughs> if work gives me that weekend off, I may also potentially be going. Oh yeah, it'll be a blast. It's the it's the best. You still haven't found out yet. No, I got a sweet talk. It might be sold out, so we gotta figure it out. No, no. Mike got me on the I list. I arranged it. He's on the list, nice. but he's good. Gotta, but he's gotta come through and let him know fairly A-S-A-P-S. soon. Yes. Okay. So like this weekend, because we need to go. I'm gonna play my skating again. I'm Shocking. Shocking some development. Or some Tomb Kings or something. I don't know. Yeah, you can play Tomb Kings or what else? Some ales. Mm-hmm. Alex has got some ales. Painted just for make sure you have. You enough. could borrow my wife's army. I everything I own. <laughs> uh, just so you know, everything I own just makes the points. For Skaven? Yes. What? No, it's that's not entirely true. You only need. You basically need a sideboard. Anyways, we're off. Yeah, to fill we'll up. We'll talk about this after. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. To fill up the sideboard, you could just play with just stuck with one list. Anyways, Fair moving on, so we can keep this a little shorter than last week's episode. Well, that's it's off to events now, yeah. isn't it? Work? You I, I have a list of events, upcoming events. And it's queued up and everything. Mm-hmm. I I was getting ready here. <laughs> uh, so the first event that we have um, will be June eighteenth. Uh, it'll be this weekend, so hopefully you know about it beforehand, uh, is the Clash at the Airy in St. Albert. It is a 40k only event, uh, 1,850 points, uh, no painting is required, and there is a bar, which is a very important fact. Also, I've mentioned this before, check their website for the format, because it's different than ITC, so 
uh, multiple Lords of War and that kind of stuff allowed. All that jazz. Yeah, uh, July 16th, we jump to then. Uh, there's Advanced Painting Techniques class at Imaginary Wars in Calgary. Mm. Uh, it's not the Advanced Grapefruit Technique? This is not the oh, Grapefruit Jesus Technique. Christ. We don't have that lady showing things. Anti-Angel. Uh, there you go. Uh, it is $35 for the one-day event. Uh, they're going to be going over some more of the advanced... Uh, uses of uh, grapefruits. <laughs> God damn it, I'm gonna, Steve. Leave, I'm gonna leave that one alone now. So, um, the weekend of July 16th and 17th is also very busy. We have the King of the North, which is the uh, steamroller up in Grand Prairie. I'm not sure if they're adopting the new steamroller format. So currently, it's a 50 point steamroller and a 50 point three man team event. Have they already got the new steamrollers out? They just got released. Okay, gotcha. So they that's, might be, that's fast. Yeah, so right after lock and load it makes kind of sense though. So. Yep, fair enough. So we'll see if the the points uh, will change because of that because they are changing yep. the points for okay. um, more machine. That's um, interesting. The same weekend, uh, July 16th, 17th, the Wet Coast GT happens at the Grand Villa Casino in Burnaby. Uh, multiple systems. They're doing mm-hmm. Malifaux. They're doing War Machine, 40K. Uh, X-Wing Regionals and Armada Regionals are also there. So I went last year. It was a good time. Uh, a couple guys in town are talking about possibly going for Malifaux yep. and such. So Vancouver's a cool city. It's a good time. Could be neat. Um on July 23rd, 24th is Warhammer down in Calgary. Woo! What a fabulous! Age of Sigmar event. Uh, it's a 125-point pool following the SCGT format. Uh, you'll see some faces down there for sure. And as long as my wife and boss like me, uh, I may be... Oh, fuck, you're not going, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody I likes like, Warhammer. I hope your wife likes you. Your boss? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see, I was going to go the other I, I way. Did, I just got promoted. <laughs> Oh, so, good, good. So you should be good. To, I should be okay. Uh, so that is an awesome event. Chances are it's going to be sold out. So if you it's probably already want sold it. No, it's he hasn't extended. announced anything yet. He hasn't announced it. I think there's only like two or three spots left. So jump on it mm. as fast as you can because it's cool. an awesome event. Yep. Uh, August, plus you get to drink. Plus you get to drink. I, I think more and more events He's are promised me foo-foo drinks with umbrellas in it. So oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's happening. They got a full bar. Tom might join. They got a full bar and bartender. Oh, Tom should not join. Uh, <laughs> we know Tom and foo Tom should drinks. not join. Um, August 5th and 6th, uh, slightly warmer than Carbonite. Uh, it is a... <laughs> what? That's the event name. Well, that's the best event name I've ever heard. They, he did one in February called Colder Than Carbonite, so this is slightly warmer than Carbonite. <laughs> It is a okay. infinity tournament. What? Yeah. I love this. This uh, is awesome. It's at the Wellington Park Community Hall here in uh, Edmonton. It's a 300-point beer finity on Saturday. <laughs> uh, Friday will also be open, and it's just going to be more of like a casual pickup game sort of nice. thing. Meet other guys, set up tables, that sort of thing. Uh, $20 entrance fee. There is painting uh, prizes if you come with painted stuff. You also get a entered into a draw. God damn it, Dan. Nothing. Nothing <laughs> at all. Uh, you also uh, could be entered into a prize to win, um, I think it's just some swag and such, if you bring a full painted terrain table. So just kind of hmm. getting different uh, tables out to gotcha. the events and such. Not the usual just MDF stuff. They want people to bring out actually cool stuff. That makes yeah. sense for Infinity. Yeah. So maybe I'll paint Chinatown up and see. I have that weekend off now. Because cool. Of flip. 
Um, August 27th, 28th, the Planes of War GT in Winnipeg, 40K ITC event. Yep. Uh, I think it's a major, isn't it? I believe it is not a major. I believe Mm. it's a GT. Okay, gotcha. So, uh, last I checked. Uh, September 9th, 10th, 11th, Attack X, uh, Thompson Rivers University in Kamloops, multiple systems. Again, it's going to be a 40K... Uh, ITC event. Um, there will be Infinity. There will be Malifaux. There will be X-Wing. Lots of different. It's a multiple system event. Cool. Uh, October 22nd to 23rd, Onslaught at the Kingsway Ramada in Edmonton. Multiple systems. Ten awesome systems. It will be a crazy day and a, two days for me. So come out, come out and watch me pull my hair out. And then lastly... <laughs> It will so be more be. fun than pulling his hair out. Just, just really Everyone no, else will be enjoying also, themselves. There will be alcohol at that one, too. I know you're not selling it too much because it's your own event, but it is an ITC major, I think, right? The I for it. Yes, I have enough spots to classify it as a major. So, lots of points. If you're looking to compete down in Vegas, you need to be there because it's probably the only one that's close to Alberta that's going to keep you in the run-in for a lot of that stuff. So I think uh, the, cam- uh, the Attack X, I think, is a GT... Yeah. Um, and then I think maybe a Vancouver event might be another major. So yeah, there's there's not many majors around us, so get out there. Exactly. And then yeah, all the points. Yeah. All of the points is. And then the last one I've got is November fifth and sixth, uh, the Banshee Paint Class with Alfonso at Imaginary Wars. Um, the deposit is I believe two seventy five uh, for a weekend. Uh, he's coming from Spain. He's visiting four of the cities. So I believe it's Montreal. Calgary, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. Gotcha. Not in that order. <laughs> Something it, like that. <laughs> it makes more sense to go straight across. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Tom is already signed up. I will be probably throwing my money there this weekend. So a couple of us will go. Uh, maximum is 15 spots, and I believe 10 of those already spoken for. Yeah, it's best not to wait around on that because that opportunity won't come around often. And it is filling up pretty quick. Yeah, exactly. I so. think they might have just opened up the Facebook group to non-group members as well. Nice. So it might be a public event now, so it could potentially fill up more quickly. Cool. Good thing. All Dallas. right. Good thing Dallas likes me and uh, will take my money in a heartbeat. So. Sounds <laughs> like it's uh, it's pretty busy next couple of months here. Actually, lots going on. I know there's about three events in there, and we didn't even mention the monthly brawlers. If you're looking at some of those, yeah. So. I'm there's, not sure the next date. Uh, something in July, I think. They they, aren't, I don't, they didn't do one this month. So there's a few there. So there's lots going on. Plenty to get out and, and play in. So as always, I'm Steve. I'm Mike. I'm Ward. And I'm Dan. And paint and your fucking models. I was going to say, and use your fucking app. There we go. <laughs>